Welcome back to the From Field to Plate podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremiah Dowdy, and today I'm with Brian McKinnon of um, Packback. It's a company that probably a lot of you haven't heard about, but it's a company that is making waves. They, I mean, You guys have already won, what, two iCasts, new products, right? Um, which is... Uh, we got... No, go for it. Yeah, we got best, uh, best new hard and soft cooler in 2022, and then all around best of show, which labeled us as the best new product in the sport fishing industry which is huge i mean we did that as a startup with prototypes and then um we got best new cooler in canada via canada outdoors canada in january 2023 yeah but canada doesn't count though that's like our <laughs> that's like our little system and then um two week uh let's see here two weekends ago we got um Best new camping and outdoor product for 2024, and then uh, best all-around fishing and marine product um, for 2024 at the, the Big Rock Nashville Expo. So that's a, another huge one. That's awesome. Yeah, and so kind of we'll, we'll get into your story a little bit, but um, I had a chance to use this product. For those of you who don't know what this product is, there, there's two. One of them is a cooler that's like kind of multi- fascinated cooler you, you've seen the yetis you've seen the blue you've seen the canyon coolers which are just a rotor motor cooler yep if you're watching it's in the back um what this cooler does is it's got it's got a bunch of different parts to it it's got it's two different storage parts it's got a top that comes off that can use as a table a cutting board um as well as you know storage for what they have is a battery powered vacuum sealer um, which I was very, very skeptical. I'll be honest with you. When Corey reached out, was telling mm-hmm. me about this, I was like, okay, sure. No problem. Like I got, I mean, and you've probably seen a lot of my feedback on the cooler. I know Corey has been talking, um, but it got sent to me to use and abuse and I have used and abused it. Um, and I'm pretty impressed with it as well as a bunch of other people. So we'll get into that a little bit more about the product and what it mm-hmm. is and kind of how I've used it and where you're designed. But, uh, I know you've got kind of a cool, not a cool story, but a story of, you know, tragedy and triumph that, that a lot of people might not know, uh, about, um, and kind of where your company started and founded and, and, uh, you know, one that touches close to my, my heart. Cause I had lots of friends at the same place that you were at because of where I live. Um, and so cool. if you're comfortable enough, I'd like, you know, kind of just give a, a brief synopsis of kind of where you started the company, kind of what happened and then where you've taken it kind of today and then we'll talk about products and how i've how i've used it as well yeah i uh man where do i even start with that and kind of goes back before honestly uh you know before we we're talking the company that i'm actually getting back in my hands right now is where kind of most of the devastation started um vegas was really the cherry on top uh that kind of flipped me upside down but uh, I had a company called uh, McKinnon Marine and created a product called Alumiski, which is an all aluminum personal watercraft for response and um, personal use to uh, fun product and stuff. I ended up having a string of deaths in my friend group um, that seemed to just never stop. I was going to a funeral every uh, month, sadly. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of them I was <clears throat> present for. Um, sadly, just terrible situations. You know, um, and then, uh, you know, the whole idea really started because one, I, I grew up in Alaska for this product. I grew up in Alaska. It wasn't even supposed to be a business. I just, I, I wanted it. You know, I wanted a battery operated vacuum sealer and 
um, because of the crafts, I had everything compact, you know, so I made a backpack first and then made this battery operated vacuum sealer and a buddy of mine, Dan McGrew, he, uh, um, kind of took light in it and took an interest in it and stuff. And it became like our, our thing that we were just going to, Hey, let's do this, you know? And so we were working on it together. Um, he was battling alcohol, alcoholism fairly severely and it started to be a, almost like a way out for him. And, uh, sorry, these are never uh, easy to talk about, but <clears throat> he, um, finally got so excited about life. He, he gave me a call and, um, said, Hey buddy, I want to quit drinking. Can I come to your house? I said, yeah. You know, I poured everything I had down the drain and everything. And we got him to the house and my buddy Richie was living with me at the time. And I had to go to a buddy John's housewarming party. You know, Dan gave me a big old hug. Thank you for letting me do this here. And no problem, man. I said, we're going to start tomorrow. You know, I'm going to go to this housewarming party and stuff and I'll start with you. And Richie was there watching movies with him and stuff. And Richie went to bed. I came home late. Uh, found him on my floor, uh, and, you know, we found him quite a bit of times like that, so didn't think much of it, checked to see if he was breathing and stuff, and he was, and so, you know, I got in bed, he was kind of like on the floor by my bed, you can tell he's trying to get to it, and, uh, ended up putting my hand on his back and, you know, kind of saying, hey, we're gonna, tomorrow's another day, you know. Anyway, I woke up in the morning and, um, yeah, he was cold. We didn't realize that at the age of 28, you can be so dependent on alcohol that if you quit cold turkey, um, you, you can die. And that's what happened. He ended up bleeding out from the inside. So that set me in a really bad situation where I just mentally was not together, um, not highly taken advantage of by my advisors uh, and investors at the packback company and pretty much got pushed out, which I was in no, no physical, no mental state to even fight with and stuff. So I walked away with pretty much nothing, did a majority stock conversion and, uh, um, life didn't get easier. And so went through a couple more battles and, you know, Adrian was right there with me. We, we were losing friends together. You know, he was, he was, part of our original friends group, which there's not a lot left, but we were more like brothers, you know, I'm sure that you have some people yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah, life kind of crumbled down and he, uh, knew that I was struggling when he came back and he had a bad situation with his ex-girlfriend when he came back from commercial fishing, you know, found out that she was cheating on him and stuff like that. And he just was like, let's go, let's get out of here. We were sitting with uh, my buddy Anders and, and uh, him at the bar, and he was like, let's go to Vegas, you know, I'm taking you to Vegas to this concert, and you just got to get your mind right, and let's get away, and I just, I, I was like, I can't do it, there's no possible way, and uh, mother, my kids will kill me, which is, um, she likes me again, she's our CM, CMO, and my best friend now, but <laughs> um, uh, I just told him I couldn't do it, I went, went to the bathroom, and came back out, you know, and he, uh, he was just like, I already bought your ticket. I bought everything. We're leaving. Like we're going. And so we went and had the best time of our lives until sadly the shooting happened at the concert and he died in my arms there. And 
it just, that's the thing. It just finally flipped me upside down and, uh, <clears throat> obviously battled a bit with PTSD, which I just, I wasn't prepared for. You know, I was one of those guys that was like, Oh, come on. You know, I had a lot of military vet buddies and stuff that I used to talk to, but it was like, let's come on, let's get you, let's get together. Like, let's, let's, let's move on, you know? Yeah. And it, it I, I felt selfish after I ended up with it because it, it's, it's an incredibly real thing. Yeah. We, uh, and it's crippling. Yeah. Two really good friends that were there, husband and wife. Um, you know, he was filming hunting videos for me going out and doing stuff. And after the event, it was, you know, couldn't even be around me because I own firearms. Um, and yeah. for, you know, new year's right after that, we took them out to the middle of the desert to camp because they didn't want to be around fireworks. And it's one of those deals as someone that was watching it. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I have friends that are military. Like you talked about. Um, I take out veterans for hunts and have sat in blinds with people who won't even, you know, like they only use archery now because of what happened. And it was crazy Uh to watch the development. And that was just one couple. I had multiple, multiple, because again, where we live, you know, I'm, I'm here in Southern California. So it was three and a half hours to go to a concert. So everybody went to this concert yeah. uh, in Vegas. And I was actually, hunting, yeah, a lot of, I was actually hunting antelope. Um, and so I remember waking up in the, we went out hunting and I remember coming back and turning on the TV and it was just everywhere. And it was just like every friend that I knew was there was just, you know, my fingers were going insane. So. Yeah. Yeah. I met a lot of people from California there actually. I mean, it was, it was, it was an amazing time. It literally was, probably the best time I've ever had in my life up until yeah. it was just such an amazing group of people. Everybody was having such a good time. It just was, that's really what was hard to take on about it is you were just laughing and having fun. And, you know, even, you know, um, you know, kind of what happened with Adrian and what I continue, what, what I saw afterwards. I mean, I was to the point that I would have attacks where, I mean, I would see stuff, you know, and it's, I don't know, I just, no one was prepared for it, you know, and the injuries that I got and everything, it's just, I, I'd, I'd take a thousand of them over the mental situation I had to deal with afterwards. <clears throat> and then coming back, I mean, I was going back to a life where I, I just had just lost everything already, you know, I was in the process of losing everything. And, you know, I did, I did, uh, you know, meet someone that, that uh, for a while, made me feel like I was supposed to be alive, but that ended up kind of ending as well too. And that kind of, you know, pushed me downhill to a point where, uh, it was questionable. So I was just kind of lying about everything to everybody and putting a smile on and, uh, um, you know, Facebook is a powerful tool and stuff so you can kind of put out the the image that you're all right and everything's okay not not even my family knew how bad it was but i ended up losing everything and you know was homeless for for quite some time and i went to counselor after counselor and it just wasn't working i i mean i was telling them what what they were going to tell me before they even told me kind of thing and uh it just wasn't working and stuff and um I've been to enough funerals where, you know, I, I know the process and how long it takes for most people to just forget and stop looking. And there was a lot of people concerned. Sorry, you look, 
I look back on it, it's kind of selfish, but I just was smiling long enough so people would uh, stop looking so I could kill myself. And uh, I ended up... um, doing that I ended up trying you know I had to have reconstructive surgery on my shoulder and everything after a while and um, um, I don't take painkillers so I ended up having my painkillers stacked up and end up calling the buddies that were you know they knew and they, they held my secret and stuff and I just kind of uh, was like hey I just want to go out you know can you guys take me out and uh, we did went out a good time and nonchalantly just you know said my buys without them knowing and went home and uh about seven o'clock in the morning i got home had a half a bottle of vodka left pulled out the pills and ate them all kind of washed them down with the bottle and then about i don't know around 7 45 ish or so you know kind of went to sleep fell asleep on the floor and stuff at the building I was staying in and uh, at like 8.30 the 7.1 earthquake happened mm. so uh, ended up having to uh, I survived because of that you know obviously it was found I got revived and um Oops, did I lose you? No, you're still, I still got your video. Yeah, I got you. I ended up being revived because of that, and I just remember coming out of it, and I just, God, man, I felt so selfish. And so I, I made a decision. I mean, obviously, by the grace of whoever believes in whatever, I wasn't supposed to go, you know? So started to figure out okay, well, what am I going to do from here? You know, and I went and got a job on the North slope. Um, uh, and the original drawing for this cooler was actually, uh, on the back of my piss test to get that job. It's actually framed underneath my patent and, um, just kept going. And then I ended up meeting a, uh, um, veteran and he kind of pulled me aside at a bar and was like hey you know we'd really like you to come talk to us you know and so that is what finally saved me these guys kind of pulled me in and taught me what i have or had have always have it but you know the triggers and and uh what brings it on when it's happening what's happening and how to deal with it you know how to kind of subdue it and really taught me how to to live with it and there was you know one guy really told me he's like the key secret is you have to have something that you're focused on there's got to be a direction out of where you're at and i just kind of was like well i got this idea you know so i'm gonna i'm just gonna go non-stop <clears throat> i promised my kids that you know i'd get them a house and I was going to be something that they could be proud of. And so <clears throat> I ended up staying up on the slope and half my paychecks went to, um, 
you know, design work and patent work and building my kids a house. And, you know, now we got this, this house on the lake in Alaska and everything. And we ended up with this great product after some time and um, started pushing it out to some people and talking to some friends, got introduced to uh, Jack Arbor, which is my partner. And uh, that man, geez. He, uh, well, sorry. Going through this is never easy, you know. Like, it, it seems like it's going to get easier to talk about every time, but it just isn't. Hate reliving it, but, um, he, he kind of took me, took me in and really believed in me and <clears throat> invested in the company. And we started to put the stuff together and get some, uh, some people behind us and a lot of interest and stuff. And at the last second, um, you know, I was told by a couple people to go to ICAST and then ICAST, uh, I mean, we had a meeting. I was like, we're going to ICAST. And it was like next week, <laughs> you know, like it, it was really quick. We weren't supposed to, to get in and, and, um, they, they let us in, uh, which was amazing. And we had this little 10 by 10 booth in the back with three prototype coolers and six prototype sealers and these nobodies. And we got in the, um, you know, the best new product showcase, uh, against like 900 and uh, just under a thousand people of, of the biggest names in the industry. You know I mean? This is, this is the SEMA show that, the fishing um, industry and we ended up winning those awards and it just, man, it just took off, you know, has changed everything. It changed our lives. I mean, everybody was looking at us. Everybody wanted the product. They were incredibly uh, impressed with it because no one's really ever made a cooler better. Yeah. You know, we constantly, yeah, we constantly hear all the time now that, you know, because our cooler's out now the other coolers and yeti and these guys are just plastic boxes you know so um it's been amazing and again we've been growing and we got great investors and now we have a warehouse and uh, unbelievable teammates and uh, i mean we don't our team is more of a family than anything and we've really been pushing and this thing is just now starting to take off you know we launched some fast pro cabela's and about to launch some shields and you know, we uh, teamed up with Big Rock Sports, and those guys have been incredible with helping us grow this company. And, um, you know, four-wheel campers, they reached out, knew that I was going to do this tour after 2000, or, uh, ICAST this year and um, or last year. And, I mean, they sponsored me this camper. We were able to build this truck and stuff, and I hit the road. And, I, I mean, I've been walking in every single store that wants to do business with us, shaking shaking hands face to face, you know, and this is, this is where I'm at now. I mean, I'm in Miami right now. I got a meeting tomorrow and going to continue on this trip, you know, about to do the Gulf coast all the way to Texas and California coast. And well, when you come to the whole East coast, when you come to California, let me know. Cause we'll, I'll, I'll take you yeah. out. I don't, I don't drink and I don't know if you do anymore, but we can go out and get some breakfast or, uh, I can, you know, hang out and talk for a little bit because I'm all for that. So, um, but no, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I, I appreciate your story and I know that I've heard a little bit about it. Um, not from you, but from, you know, some of your people that work with you And to me, it's, it's one of those deals that I look at 
it's just so powerful and so amazing to look at someone who struggles, 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 and then realizes that their life is bigger than themselves. And I think so often we get caught up in ourselves, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm allergic to bovine fats. Like I'm allergic to beef. I can't eat beef. Uh, as a chef who can't eat beef and can't cook with beef tallow or can't cook with any of that stuff, it's one of those deals where it's like, well, then you're not really, you know, you, you can't cook a good ribeye, so screw you type aspect of it, right? And so mm-hmm. looking back at all these, I mean, I've got a ton of allergies. I wouldn't be who I was unless I struggled through that or struggled through, you know, I've never, yeah. had, I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life because like you, we watched, I watched all my friends and all my family go through incredible heartache, incredible pain and torment with a liquid. And so for me now at 40 years old, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I never, ever, you know, I had the willpower and strength to not follow the path that so many people followed, um, in my family, in my life, in my family, you know, my friend's onset. And even to this day, when you go in hunting and fishing industry, it's huge. Alcohol is, you know, you come back from a hunt or fishing trip and everyone's getting a highballer, you know, and filling it up to the top. And it's funny Mm -hmm. to watch some of these guys that I'm hunting with now who are like giving up the chew, giving up the alcohol. Cause they're like, wait, I can go out and do this without being drunk the next day. Um, and so yeah. for you, I mean, I appreciate you telling the story because there's somebody out there right now that's listening. Um, and they're like, Oh, there's, there's more for me. There's more, you know, to this, this crazy life of things that just feel like they're piling one on another and another and another and another. Um, and so again, I thank you and I, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that, um, God sent an earthquake to, to wake you up. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I think there's a reason for everything and there's a reason that it didn't stick. You know, I've got, I have a mm-hmm. really good friend and she's got amazing scars on her wrists and that's her story. It's like, it didn't take, and there's, there's more for me and there's more for my kids and there's more for fill in the blank. So again, that's a hundred that's a hundred percent it i mean that, that's kind of what drives me every day obviously i still live with uh the ptsd and heavy anxiety and stuff like that and kind of old feelings come back here and there but i've, I've learned to use what i went to and i'm blessed to be able to be here to to help a lot of people too you know i, I i've taken what i've learned from you know the vets and my experiences and stuff to help other people make it out of, of where they are and that's something that really has taken a, a massive passion in my life and is a goal, you know, like Pack Back and the other companies that I'm starting and I'm involved in and stuff now. To me, it's it's the end goal is to be able to create something where I could, I could help a lot of people. And, and this is just simply the vessel, you know, yeah. so everything that goes into this company and the success that happens with this company and the profits that are made from this company, they're going to go back you know, towards helping people, which I think is massive, you know, and with the, from field to plate stuff, it's the same way. It's like, there's so many people in the outdoor industry, as you know, you're going to start to get involved with a lot of just fake, fake, fake people who all they want is, you know, the face or they want this or they want that. And it's, it's refreshing when there's people in the outdoor industry Mm. who are authentic and real. And you'll hear people all the time. I, I was talk about like to me, authenticity is more powerful than any dollar amount that can be thrown at anything. Um, and companies that I work yeah. with and support, it's you know I've had companies that throw a big number at me. And I'm like, I don't like your core values. I don't like who you surround yourself with. I don't like the people that you are. So 
no. You know, at, at the end of the day, if my kids can't look at me and say, oh, I respect my dad for the, the decisions he made, then it's not, you know, who cares what a dollar amount is? I mean, as you know, you were homeless yeah. and look at you now, you know? No, 100%, yeah. And, I mean, the outdoor industry has been has been incredible. The fishing industry specifically has just been, you know, it's it's built up of a lot of people that aren't just trying to make money and stuff, too. It's, uh, you know, there are. There are those big kind of, you know, profits-only, numbers-only type people and stuff, which is, I guess, necessary in some fashion. But they've been so open-armed. Yeah. You know, like it seems like it's it's kind of a shared feeling you know that people we make and sell products that help people get away yeah. from their stressful lives and stuff like that too so it's i definitely feel like i found my home in the hunting and fishing industry for sure 100 no, percent. so well welcome welcome to no. the group um stay away from certain people but embrace other people that's all i can say because mm-hmm. you'll find out quick who your true friends are and who people that want to back, back you as a company and want to support you so Let's kind of shift this. Let's start talking about these two amazing products you have right now. Well, I guess three because you got a really, really cool backpack as well. But um, let's talk mm-hmm. about, first of all, this sealer. Um, kind of mm-hmm. the mindset behind why you started it. For those of you who don't know, this is a sealer that runs off of a lithium-ion battery just like you would run a a drill battery. It looks just like a drill battery. Um, yeah. Am I yep. right? Um, and yep. you charge it, you plug it in and the thing is a powerhouse, a workhorse, um, for quick on the go type, you know, sealers. It's a decent size. Uh, what is it? It's a 10 inch ceiling or is it? 12? Yeah, you can do, uh, you can do up to 10 and a half inch right, rolls, but you can do 11 and a half inch pre-cut bags. Yeah. Um, so I know that I got sent this beginning of the summer when I was heading to uh, Oregon and Washington to, to fish buoy 10 uh, for the summer salmon run, right? We were there for second season opener on opening morning. We were out there, but the day before we went out and just killed it on rock cod uh, and rockfish mm-hmm. and black bass, ling cod, you know, sculpin, you name it, cabazon. We were just, we limited out on rock bottom fish and we came back to the dock and I bust this thing out of the backpack. And I remember all the guides, because we were with a bunch of different guides and friends. They were like, what the heck is this? You know, because they're used to flaying the fish, throwing it in a Ziploc bag, throwing it to their the, 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 the clients and be like, here you go. Here's your fish, right? And so uh-huh. I had, I didn't use the rolls you sent. I used like 100 pre-cut bags just because I, I want to sit there and seal one and seal and seal and waste the battery. Because uh-huh. uh, you get like 100 seals out of, a battery on I mean, what I was finding. Right. Um, yeah. and so I was like, I don't want to cut that in half by sealing twice and vacuuming and all the other stuff. So we, we knocked out all that rockfish in like 25 minutes, all vacuum sealed. And I had a label maker. We labeled it like ready to go. And I remember guides are walking over our, our, our main guide Cameron was like, guys, come check this, come check this thing out. Oh my gosh. I mean, the dock was loaded. I remember I text Corey. I was like, I need to, I need a code because these guys are like freaking out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, these guys are freaking out wanting to buy this. So send me a code that they can take 10, 15% off so that we can get it. And these guides, I mean, half of them went and bought it then. Half of them were signing up for the, the program you guys have. And it was absolutely insane to see. To me, it was just a cool, it was just a vacuum sealer. 
because I use vacuum sealers every mm-hmm. single day. But in, in the eyes of a guide, they're thinking, oh my gosh, how much better for my client is it when I can vacuum seal and have it ready to get on an airplane? Because if it's in a Ziploc bag, you throw it in a cooler and you know, it's filling full of water, it, you know, it may fall out or there's some sort of liquid in there. And it's just, it was crazy to watch it. Well, then we go with salmon fish the next day and I had charged the battery. We come back from salmon. We're doing the same thing. Like we're, I had longer bags. We're vacuum sealing like, cause I wanted a whole, a whole side with the whole belly and everything still attached. We're vacuum sealing all that. Well, the next thing we know, the guides are coming over and they're like, Hey, can I borrow that real quick? Hey, Hey, can I, so they're taking that cooler over to <laughs> vacuum or the, the sealer to vacuum seal salmon on other boats. And it was just, it was, it mm-hmm. was funny. I'm uh, literally, I called Corey. I was like, dude, this thing, you know, there's some things I would change, which I've, I've mentioned like as a chef and as a guy, you know, some little tweaks that I would make, but that's just me being anal saying, Hey, I would, I would do mm-hmm. this for this or a thicker, this or a, a wider, this, yeah. uh, which is good for you guys. Cause you know, when, when, when V2 comes out, you can be like, Hey, look, look at all these cool functions and all these cool new things. But it was just awesome to be able to have a vacuum sealer in the middle of nowhere without a plug, without anything. So then I went from that to bird hunting. And I remember we were out bird hunting and it was like, we're out in the middle of the, we're plucking birds out in the middle of a field, throwing them into it, vacuum sealing them, throwing them into the cooler, like then and there. Then we take it deer hunting. And when we were getting the deer out in the middle of the field, you pull this thing out, vacuum seal the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the coal fat, whatever you want. So you're not getting and throw it right back into the chest cavity of the animal, drag the animal out. And then you're not ruining and getting dirty all this amazing meat, which it was crazy because the applications are endless for something that you can throw in mm-hmm. a backpack and bounce it around the back of the car, or pull it out, you know, and it's, I keep it in my truck. Um, just for that fact, I never know when, you know, my daughter got done with, with sports and it's like, dude, your socks stink so bad. Vacuum seal them so the car doesn't stink. I know it sounds stupid, but it was one of those deals where it's like, we got an hour and a half drive home and your feet stink. Like, mm-hmm. You know, give me your socks. Uh, or duck hunting too. Like, you know, we were duck hunting. We were just throwing ducks and vacuum sealing them right then and there to throw them into the cooler. And I don't know. That was, I think, the coolest thing on, on my aspect of being able to instantly do it versus coming up when I've, I've got big commercialized vacuum sealers and this thing isn't going to compete mm-hmm. with those. It's not going to be the commercial vacuum sealer, but it's the, yeah. Oh my gosh. I just went fishing on the boat. I've got, you know, a bucket full of crappy. I need to do this real quick on the boat to throw it in the cooler so I can go keep fishing or whatever, you know, and that's, I think is mm-hmm. the most application for that, that product is. So, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was kind of the basic concept of it is, again, this wasn't even supposed to be a product that was going to go to market. It's just me growing up in Alaska, you know, we're in the woods and you, you, exactly what you just said. Usually we fillet the fish, you know, split in the middle, put it in a uh, Ziploc bag, throw it in the cooler. And by the time you get home, you know, you're, you're putting your, your boat away and stuff like that. And you pull this cooler out, one, your cooler's slimy and nasty and everything but you just, you pull these bags out and you pull that fish out and it's discolored. It's softer, it smells different. It's just, it's not the same fish that you just caught, you know? And then growing up in Alaska, I got pretty spoiled with catching salmon and, uh, you know, taking it out, flaying it and throwing it straight on the grill, which is a whole different taste than people even know exist. And so 
I wanted to be able to, to vacuum seal and preserve that fish right there on the spot for to one, have that taste and get that taste and keep it there. And, um, two, you know, you get home and everything's done. It's just the convenience of it is, is unbelievable. And it's, you know, you're going on all these different uses for that. That's been the really fun part for me is having people, you know, send us videos and pictures and how they use the product and stuff. And you're talking about your socks, you know, actually one of our big things that happened with uh, like the four wheel camper community and the camping community um, is, you know, one guy posted a video about him running a big bag and he was putting all his trash in it and then he would vacuum seal it. And he's talking about how there's no smell for bears. There's no slime. There's no nothing throw it wherever put it in the truck and it's all completely sealed in and nothing's ever going to leak you know so it's just like a whole nother whole nother uh use for it and then we're not even going to get into like response and and um the coolers with you know organ uh transport and all sorts of stuff and uh mobile administration sites and and field dressing and stuff like that that we didn't even know you know we talked to some medical people and they were i thought they were going to be really heavy on the cooler but you know, this one doctor was all amped up saying, do you realize what this thing can do? I mean, we can be out in the field with this thing and all the syringes and, and uh, gauze pads and all the stuff you can actually put into a bag, seal it, double bag it, seal it again, and it's no longer a, a biohazard for transport. So it's 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 been amazing seeing like, you know, the different uses for it and stuff too. But, you know, going back in the beginning of what you're saying too, that's kind of our biggest thing is the reaction when people see these for the first time, because it's such a different product. Like this has never been an option, yeah. you know? So people don't know that it even exists or that you can even do that, that you can play your fish or dress your deer or dress your, you know, your birds and stuff out in the field and it's done. Yeah. There you was, know, getting home. There was one crappy one that came out. Cabela's put it out like five, six, seven years ago, but it was plugged into your cigarette mm-hmm. lighter. Um, yeah. And it sucked. Like it was one of those ones that would plug into a cigarette lighter and you were like, yeah, this is dumb. Um, it doesn't even work. <laughs> and so when, Corey, yeah. when Corey first reached out, I remember I was like, oh, okay, I've tried one of these before. Like that's literally what in my mind. I was telling my wife, I was like, I don't know. You know, she's like, oh, I know you complained about that one. I was like, yeah, it, it was awful. And I remember I, I got it. I charged it and I went straight to like the kitchen, grab food. Burr, and I was like, oh, wow. And then I was leaving the next day. Like, I think it, it got to my house on Tuesday, and I was leaving Wednesday morning to go to, to uh, Bowie 10. And so it was like, okay, let's throw it in there. Let's see how let's see how this thing works. And, like, you know, feed it to the sharks. And it was crazy. Even mm-hmm. We went out duck hunting in Washington. I flew out to Washington. We duck hunted three weeks ago. And I remember we, we get there, and there's a – talking to all the duck guides, and we're having fun. It, this was a guide buddy hunt. All the guides were done guiding. And they wanted to go do a buddy hunt. So we went out there and just in, annihilated ducks. But I remember one of the guys was like, oh, you're the guy that had that battery-powered vacuum sealer, right? I'm like, sure, if that's the guy I'm known for. You know, not the, not the amazing <laughs> food that I cooked, not the, you know, all this, but the guy with the um, – so we brought it out there too because, mm-hmm. it's, again, it's small enough where you can throw it into your suitcase, you know, uh, minus the battery has to yep. go in your, in your check, you know, in your carry-on because it's lithium, you know. But – uh, other than mm-hmm. that, it was, it was super easy and it's cool too. Cause you can charge it, you know, on your drive. It was an hour and a half drive. So I just plugged it in, made sure it was all tip top charged when we get there. And then it, like I said, I got about 
got about a hundred seals on it before it stopped doing it well. So, but that's just the one uh-huh. aspect. Then you guys, you know, this cooler that, that you designed kind of talk a little bit about that. And then I'll tell you kind of how, how I've used and abused that as, as well. Yeah. So the cooler, I mean, it, it's, like I said, it kind of started out as a backpack and then believe it or not, I had a dream where I talked to my friend Adrian that I lost in the, in the Vegas thing. And in the dream, he was like, start with the cooler, you know, start go to market with the cooler and stuff. So I started building a cooler and I'm one of those guys that's very stingy. So I have multiple coolers. Like I don't like my, my drinks and my food and stuff to mix with the meat that I just got. And, um, so I just wanted the, the best all around thing you know i always bring multiple coolers i bring a fold-out table to do my filleting and stuff in i've had a battery operated vacuum sealer for you know what 13 14 years i built the first one out of a emergency car jumper battery and stuff and kind of wired it yeah. uh not so well i mean every time i used to press a button i used to back up and wait for it to blow up but um you know so i just kind of look at all my gear and how I live as an Alaskan and as an angler and as, you know, as a hunter and stuff and what do I need and just kind of made it into one product, you know, so it's, uh, it's strongest. I wanted the top quality, best of everything. I mean, everything we make is, is above and beyond even the design of the cooler. I did over a hundred renditions before I finally was like, that's it. That's the one I wanted it strong. I wanted it nice and heavy. I wanted it stable. It's wider than regular uh, coolers and stuff. So you can have a nice standing platform and casting platform. I personally have been standing on a cooler in the middle of Alaska ocean and rocked a little bit off the cooler and went over the edge. So that was a big thing for me um, is to have a stable platform, but you know, it's just, it's got the, uh, you know, the original one that came out, the, the uh, E88MK which is a provider series, 88 quart mobile kitchen. Um, you know, it's got the one compartment that's 58 quarts on one side. You got the 22 quarts on the other side. And then you got the eight quart compartment inside the lid underneath a complete fold or a slide out cutting board. So the sealer fits actually underneath there. And then the table goes on top of the main, main compartment lid. So even with the, the table stowed on top, you can kind of see it back here. It just folds down to a regular cooler size. You can actually, I wanted to be able to have it when it sits like that, like a regular cooler, you can still access everything and still use it as a cooler. You can pull the the cutting board out the side. Um, But, you know, when you have the table out, uh, you have this extended workspace and all this stuff that doubles the top top, uh, uh, workspace. And the big one I wanted to fit perfect on a full-size tailgate. Now we have the 60 cord that came out and it fits perfectly on say like a Tacoma tailgate and stuff as well. But it's just the all in one best quality, best ice retention, best everything cooler. So you don't have to have multiple things. You know, you grab this thing, it's everything, load your gear up, load your sealer up, throw it in the truck. You're ready to rock. Yeah. We were, uh, I have the cooler and I've got a ton of coolers because like you, when I hunt, it's like, this is a meat one. This is a drink one. This is a ready to eat, especially as a chef, like ready to eat product is not going to mix with cooked product because that's cross contamination. And Mm -hmm. so it's always like, Oh, I show up at the desert and it's like, Oh, here's Jeremiah's seven different coolers that are out there. Right. Uh, or the river or we're doing whatever. And so we took it out. Uh, the first one was out dove hunting. We took it out in the field and I had, 
one side, the the bigger with the 55 full of drinks for the dogs, for the girls, you know, snacks for the, the kids out there mm-hmm. for dove hunting. And the other one, I just had the smaller 22, I just had ice in it. And it was great because when we came, it was like, get the birds, throw the birds right onto ice as we're going. And it had its own lid, its own compartment, like there was nothing to it. And then we just wheeled the sucker out at the end of the day and we went and we could challenge our birds. And it was cool for the fact just that alone where nothing was being cross-contaminated. There was no feathers in this. There was no this. And then we go out to the desert to motorcycle ride and to quail hunt. And it was like I had all of the ready-to-eat food and drinks in the big side. And then the other side, I had all the meat we were going to cook for the week. Um, And it was great because the kids weren't continually opening up the cooler on the side where the meat was going to fall out faster or what needed to stay colder, colder. And it was awesome because, again, I didn't have to worry about one whole cooler just for that. Uh, But then busting out that side table for someone like myself and yourself who are processing fish and game, it was a game changer. For my wife to be able to make sandwiches was her game changer. Because a lot of times she's like, where do I I make it? I don't want to put it on top of the cooler because it's dirty, it's whatever. For her to have a spot where she could make sandwiches. Um, or pour her coffee, like she set up her whole coffee station on it, was key because you could still access the cooler and have the table next to it without like a whole extended thing. So I was, again, blown away just by the ingenuity of the whole thing where when it was down, the lid worked as one. When it was apart, you had the the dual compartments, plus you have all the different, I think you had both uh, plugs on each side so you could drain them independently. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that whole cross-contamination aspect of it was completely out, which was a very cool thing from someone from my standpoint. I was expecting the large side to have a plug and the small side, like most times, it's like, oh no, there's no plug in the small side. It's like, okay, great. Appreciate that. But no, it was, it was phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's so easy. No, I like to, hearing, hearing from people like you it. and stuff to get the actual use out of it. And it, you know, the design worked because I'm, uh, even the team gets frustrated with how much of a perfectionist I am when it comes to designing our products. And it's all out of use and utility. You know, it's all out of failures out in the field and stuff that I'm like, I don't want to go through that again. So this needs to be perfect type thing. So, yeah. And I do like the the width of it because as you were saying, it's wider, so it's more stable. Um, but I also noticed that in the back of the truck, when you stacked two on top of each other, they're the same level as mm-hmm. the bed height, right? I don't know if that was by design yeah. or whatever, but you stack yeah. a Yeti 120 on top of a Yeti 120, it's going to stick eight inches above the bed. And now you're trying to strap stuff down. You don't want to fall out. You know, you're trying to, this was like a perfect level aspect playing field where you're like, okay, look, it's in the back of the truck. It's not going to fall over. It's not going to, it's not going to fall out. I don't have to worry about strapping it down. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, I yeah. Yeah. Part of, it. part of that too is, I mean, the, the truck that I had at the time, um, we used to try to throw, you know, a lot of people have tonneau covers to secure their gear and everything in the back. And it was hard to find a, a, ton, a cooler that would fit underneath like a, like a sleek top or like a, a tonneau cover. Yeah. And ours fit right below the, the, the bed rail and stuff. So you can actually still have your tonneau cover and slide this thing in there. Yeah, no, it's huge. Cause that, that was one thing. I mean, I've got a big old camper shell in mine because usually I'm loaded to the max when I go do all these weird hunting trips and, all the other stuff and bringing home 800 pounds of meat. But I think uh, overall it was awesome. So 
I know I've kept you for a while. You've got a lot of stuff to do. So tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media, where they can find your product. I know I just Googled it when you were talking about it. And it like when you type in your name, the very first thing that popped up was Bass Pro Shop Cabela's before your even website, mm-hmm. um, which kudos on you um, for getting that Thank SEO you. right away. But where can they find you? Where can they find the product? Uh, where can they interact with you if they have questions, comments, concerns, all that good jazz? Uh, you can go to our website, it's packback.com, P-A-C-B-A-K.com, uh, to get direct. And um, we're in Bass Pro and Cabela's in Alaska right now. We're uh, conversing with them at a great launch in Alaska. Um, so we're, we're moving into multiple stores in the lower 48 and talking about Canada as well. Uh, we'll be launching in uh, seven different Shields stores. Uh, we ended up getting a corporate contract with them recently. So in February, you'll be able to go to Shields and get them. Um, here in about a month or so, it's going to be on the, uh, the AFI's websites. So all the military personnel and stuff can go on there and get their great deals on that, on their website. And then we're going to convert into stores after that. And then, I mean, we're all across the... Um, all across the west west coast and east coast and all your little local stores i mean we take care of a lot of the, the independent local stores as well too that was something that i personally wanted to go with the company is not just do the big stores and um but our social media is uh packback co at packback co so you got instagram facebook uh youtube you just do packback co go follow us and stuff and my personal instagram is uh Mr. Nine Lives AK. So if you want to find me there, I would I would uh, love to follow. And I'm out here traveling the United States in this camper truck. I've been been out here for about eight months now. Like I said, I walk into every single store and shake hands face to face with every single person I, I, I work with. So uh, it's pretty fun to see where I'm at and what I'm doing. And if you want to follow me and, you know, take me fishing when I'm in your area or something like that, reach out. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's huge on, on that aspect of it. And if you want to see a really pretty picture of me holding a salmon, you can go to their website, like he said, and just scan, and there's a nice, beautiful picture of all of us after our salmon trip all lined up with some big old salmon. So, uh, again, Brian, I really appreciate you being honest and open and being raw and emotional because I think dudes nowadays are so afraid to show emotion. Uh, and so when two dudes can sit together – and show emotion, uh, I think it really helps uh, solidify the fact. And if you guys are struggling with anything that you need someone to talk to, you can talk to myself. I guarantee you Brian will probably sit down and talk with you through social media. He'll probably even give you his phone number to chat. Um, If you're struggling with stuff, um, we've both dealt with it from what it sounds like. Um, So, again, that option is always there on the table. This this podcast isn't just about food and and talking. Um, If you need help and support, uh, in any facet, please reach out to myself. And I guarantee you, like I said, it, I just from talking today, I, I feel Brian uh, feels the same way I do, um, where we are, Absolutely, we, are yeah. we are an ear to listen and a mouth to shut up um, until you need it. So, mm-hmm. again, Brian, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, to everyone else that's listening, go check it out because it is a phenomenal product.